What's happening, y'all? How y'all doing? It's been a minute, but not really all that long. Just last week. Last week was a good one. We got another good one today. Uh, I was able to catch up with Ben Kohler, um, obviously playing with Mutoid Man, and their opening band is none other than Helmsley from Washington State. The drummer of that band is Hizoji Margolis, and she could be seen and heard uh, playing drums and singing in that band. Uh, and it was a really cool lineup to see both of those guys. Uh, they are still out on tour, so be sure to check them out while you can. Uh, we get into the formation of the band. Uh, her learning to play open-handed while singing and drumming at the same time. The effects of Washington State weather, and in particular on some of the grunge pioneers who maybe were unable to escape some of that darkness and it ultimately led to their demise. Um, we also geek out a little bit about the Melvins, which was nice. And uh, of course, get into them recording their new record, Still Aside, with Kurt Ballou at God City Studios. So check it out, y'all. Crash Bang Boom! So I'm going to go with the first name, Hazoji. I got it right? <laughs> That's me. All right. All right. So tell, tell us the, the full name because I know it's a three-parter. I mean, technically four if you count the middle. Oh, let's hear all four. <laughs> Hazoji, Roseanne, Matheson, Margolis. Wow. That's very Latin. Like Latin Latin yeah, women yes. have, the, do they do the four names? Do you have right. your father and your mother's? I do, yep. Oh, okay. Yep, mom is Matheson, dad is Margolis. Okay. Uh, I was reading, I assumed with your first name that, that you would have like Japanese or something, but that's not the case. You're Northwest that native. That is a very reasonable assumption. Yeah, it's very Japanese sounding. Yes, and there actually is a temple in Japan called Hozoji. Whoa. I don't know how they pronounce it. It's named after you. It's, prob- it's yeah, cool. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, probably phonetically the way that I pronounce my name, which, by the way, is not actually pronounced like that at all, but it's already so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> what I is the alternate the, pronunciation? I go for the phonetic pronunciation. It's a Navajo word, and okay. uh, that's a it's a very um, intense language. I bet. So, uh, can it, you speak some of it? No. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, <laughs> I do have Navajo relatives through marriage. Okay. Um, I'm Puyallup tribe. Okay. And I have, uh, so I have relatives through marriage that are Navajo, and they've helped me learn to pronounce my name. Okay. But it's just a really, really yeah thick language <laughs> i believe it so uh it's something like hojonji hojonji something like that i'm butchering it surely but Whoa. um it's as what it's like it's already such an ordeal to introduce myself yeah my, I, for my much of my life i didn't even go by it because i was so um chicken yeah <laughs> about just having to have a i was shy about having to talk about it all the time yeah but then i got into my mid-20s and um, you know, your brain changes as you get older and you start to care less about that sort of thing. And then I Absolutely. had the support of friends and family that were like, that's your name and it's beautiful. Don't worry about it. So um, then I, you know, 
but it's really just in the last like 10 years that I have kind of fully fully embraced it and just been like eh, I'm just gonna say it and then re-say it a couple times to each person I meet <laughs> nice what did you go by prior to to embracing I went, your I went by a uh, uh, part of my middle name so my middle name is Roseanne so okay. I went by Anne and Annie okay which just sort of happened like when I was little little teeny, okay little teeny weeny I was Annie um, and I went by that for a long time just out of convenience <laughs> yeah no I hear you what uh growing up uh you're originally from the state of Washington obviously. yeah Tacoma Washington born and raised got you where is Tacoma in relation to Seattle very close. Um, about 30 miles, 40 miles, depending on you know yeah. where you are in Tacoma and Seattle. Exactly. So growing up, what were you? Uh, what were you into musically? Did you come from a musical family or? Uh, did yes, I did. Uh, my mom's side of the family is very musical. My grandpa was in surf rock bands. That's and awesome. And they had like family band stuff. Your um, grandfather was. Yes. Really. My mom's dad. What did he play? Guitar. Oh, cool. Um, and so it, it does run in my blood. Um, my mom played like folk guitar and stuff and sang around me when I was growing up. Uh, my dad is um, a very theatrical singer. He's a very oh, yeah? outgoing person okay. and has a really, really beautiful, powerful voice. So when I was really young and I wanted to, I started wanting to do that sort of thing. I wanted to get into musical theater when oh, I was yeah? like seven and eight. And uh, he did it with me to start oh, out. Cool. Like He came and did musical theater with me and sang with me. <laughs> Drumming wise, uh, when, when did the drums enter in your life? I asked for a drum kit for my 15th birthday, and I got it because I'm a very I started lucky kid. I got my first drum kit on my 15th birthday as well. Did you oh, get it on I your did. birthday? Yeah, yeah. Did you? Yeah. What, what month were you born? April. Are you an Aries? April 3rd, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm July 4th. I'm a Cancer. <laughs> all right. I'm born July 4th, 1976. I say all this all the time because that makes me the bicentennial July 4th. So if I can oh, yeah. live to be 100 years old, that'll be the tricentennial. Some magical shit will happen. Yeah. It's unlikely. 100 <laughs> years old is asking for a lot. I feel like this, you know, we're 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 pushing towards that. Yeah, being able to live that long. Yeah, I'm more of the opinion that maybe I'll be frozen and then unthawed, and then when the fireworks go oh. off, then I'll just yeah get a well, lethal dose of, of something and then yeah. just call and it quits. Yeah, that. yeah. As the fireworks go <laughs> nice off, round 100 years. Exactly. Bam. I like wow. even numbers and to be the bang. tricentennial. Yeah, <laughs> live to be 100. I feel like it could make the newspapers. Yeah. How long before you started playing in bands? Were you just practicing in the house or? Uh, I, th I was 17 when I first started playing in a band. Yeah. So a couple years. I was playing with friends. I had lots of friends that played um, rock shit. And all and your friends would come to your parents' house and play there, I take it? Uh, yeah. That's yeah. the way it goes. Uh, when yeah, you're the drummer, all the, all the kids <laughs> descend upon the drumming house yeah. and make all the fucking noise. Mm -hmm. And so that's what made me want to play. Was just, I mean, I was getting into... I mean, it ha around 13 was I started to get into weirder music from the community, the underground community up Like there. what? What were you getting into? Um, the Melvins were my first love and my still love. My I still will say this. Love. I was here last night. Uh, so to, to give a frame of reference, Mutoid Man, your band, playing two nights in a row here at St. Vitus in Greenpoint. Uh, last night, uh, Ozma's record from the Melvins came on. I looked down the bar oh, and I, I saw sure your air drumming. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah. uh, We were talking about that, um, the, our fourth member, Quan, who um, comes along for all the tours and helps with all the things, um, he and I are both uh, 
lifers with the Melvins like started out really young and just they're our favorite forever ever and um, we were talking about how you know it doesn't matter how long it's been since you've listened to that record you've heard it so many times that you know because that's a very bizarre record in terms it's super of bizarre. timing and all it's that it's totally stuff. strange yeah. but I still were, have a problem anticipating when hits are happening when there's like big space in between the notes because uh-huh. there's and that's what we were saying we are like we, no matter how long it's been we know exactly when that awkward pause is going to happen and when it's going to get you know right. cut with some weird drum yeah. snare flam or something yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is bizarre. Do you remember the person that turned you on to the Ozma record? Uh, to Ozma? No. Um, I, or just I the Melvins? Do, yes, yes. I had um, two dude buddies, Ben Baker and Weston Love. Were the Those guys are that Weston Love. Weston Love. Well, that's a nice name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good name. It is. Smooth. <laughs> it's smooth. But those it's like guys yacht rock. listened to a lot of um, the music that uh, they introduced me to a lot of the music okay. that got me started. And the Gluey Porch Treatments was my first. I that's got a crazy that one. On tape because I heard it in Weston's basement. Yeah, <laughs> and um, that changed changed it all. Wow. Yeah, the first guy that turned me on to it was this guy that's that's tattooed me a bunch, and the first one that he played me would uh, would have been um was Ozma and I remember thinking like it was just really hard to make sense of it uh because of like mm-hmm. you said the space the spacing the pauses the it's very idi- idiosyncratic and it's mm-hmm. very indicative I think of two people making eye contact and oh, recording yeah. that way yeah. and uh, and had to have been a live setting uh and I just remember being fascinated by it so it's still to this day it was so funny hearing it last night I hadn't heard it in some time mm-hmm. uh, so it's funny that I was seeing you air drumming to it and I was thinking oh I, I meant to talk to you about drumming so that, that worked out well we were having a Melman's moment yeah uh, how did Helms Elite come about um well I have known I had I had known Ben for a good um, five or more years before Helms Elite got together um through music i was in another band and he was in another band our bands played together and he ended up recording the band that i was in at that time and we just hit it off as friends we like kind of immediately had a good rapport and knew how to make each other laugh and communicate about weird shit (laughs) in the right way um and so yeah we were fast friends and but uh life you know as life fluctuates we kind of didn't talk to each other for a few years he was uh-huh. living in seattle doing his thing i was still in tacoma doing my thing was that when he was playing in harkonnen was he in seattle when he was playing in harkonnen yeah for part of that yeah okay um and uh and then he was playing in these arms are snakes playing drums yeah. in that band for wow a minute. that's crazy yeah uh and so in that time when he and i were not keeping as closely in touch he met dana dana had moved to seattle and the they had actually player. met each other on tour when he was playing in these arms are snakes and she was playing in your enemy's friends they had met on tour and then she moved to seattle and they became fast friends also and um started playing music together and they had a handful of drummers that they were trying to work out yeah. and um just for whatever reason didn't work out and so they were playing with a drum machine and um Ben just called me out of nowhere one day just to like catch up, just yeah. how you doing style, and um, told me that he was playing with Dana and um, that they didn't have a drummer. They were still looking for a drummer, and I was like, well, I'm a drummer. I know somebody who plays <laughs> yeah. drums. And at the time, I was playing in a band, playing bass in a band, and I oh, hadn't wow. played drums in a few years. Really? I, I missed it. Yeah, I missed drumming because that was my original instrument. Did you feel rusty getting back into it a little bit? Uh, well, actually... Interestingly, because so he so I told him that I was interested and he was like, oh, man, I I assumed you were busy. Of course, I would have asked you. And then a few months went by and then he hit me up and was like, you want to come out? Uh, He was like 
had gone in on a sailboat with some friends. They were renting a sailboat or something, whatever. The heat, I like the sound um, of this. Invited me out, and I went out on it, and that's when I met Dana, and we had, like, a cool adventure out on the water. <clears throat> and you're like, we got to be in a band together. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, and we had talked about it. I think he I think he kind of had it in his mind that to see how me and Dana hit it off, you yeah. know? And um, we got along just great, so we got together for a practice. I and, love how um, we set that up on, on a sailboat. Like, who's yeah. going to say no to that? You're going to get out there, like, have a great time out on open water in a yes. sailboat, yep. doing whatever you got to do. And be like, is someone going to say no to that? Yeah. Uh, he had the plan from the get-go. He's a smart man. Yeah, he, he worked that out. So anyway, uh, I had just fallen in love with a drummer from Oakland, California, uh, Clint Bakley, who plays um, really, really intricate, creative metal drums, uh-huh. um, open-handed. Uh-huh. So left hand leading on the left side, yeah. right hand leading on the right side. I was just fascinated by that, and I was like, I want to try that. So when I first started playing with Helms Lee, I was like, well, I have, I mean, we weren't even Helms Lee yet. Um, I had nothing to lose because we didn't have any real intention behind it. It was just like, yeah. let's play some music together and sure. see what happens. And so I decided to only play open-handed, which I had never... I really? I had been playing drums for 11 years at that point, and I had never it's not, done it. It's not that easy. It's, <laughs> it's a whole different thing, and it <laughs> makes you play completely. I, feel, I felt for many years, it doesn't feel like this anymore, but for the first few years of writing that way, it felt like almost like I was writing drums in reverse. It, just did, it did a weird thing to my brain that made me write beats differently than uh-huh. I had in the past. And I loved it, and, you know, they because that was our introduction together it didn't feel weird to them you know yeah 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 and uh yeah so <laughs> i can't remember why i got off on that track i think there's you asked me something that made that relevant <laughs> i've lost track of i that. don't know uh <laughs> i i what i will say is that ben guitarist vocalist of the band we're talking about his brother as far as uh, if, correct me if i'm wrong is also dave that was the singer in botch correct that is correct and also narrows Yes. So you're dealing with like some some post hardcore hardcore like familial royalty going on, <laughs> yes, underground yes. royalty. Uh-huh. If that if that could ever be such a thing. I think that's a thing. How has it been working with him? Oh well, I love it. I love him. Yeah. I mean, we've been a band for ten years. Yeah. And um, we were friends before that. Where he's one of my best friends in the whole world. Um, and I I adore him. I love playing music with him. What were some of the similar influences, I guess, that, that maybe y'all had going into this? Because when I, I mean, I hear aspects of Harkonnen, his previous band. I hear, course, like, yeah. sort of more dark, sort of, and even psychedelic and prettier, like, like maybe even Isis or something. I don't know. It, it's hard to pinpoint. Uh, well, when we to... first met each other, when we were both playing in different bands, uh, one of the moments where we realized, oh, there's some more to this friendship than we knew yet, was um, that we realized we were both um, super intense fans of the band Carp. Oh, cool. There you <laughs> and go. And we kind of had that moment of eye contact and it was like, you too? Are they <laughs> you know? are they from Washington? They are. They're from Olympia, yeah. Oh, so, so this is a recurring Washington. The recycl- yeah, it's I the mean, cyclical There's influence. no way around it. There, I mean, we both grew up there. We both grew up in Tacoma. We were both born and raised in Tacoma. I mean, he's in Lakewood, which is just a... I was in um, Northeast Tacoma, and he was in Lakewood, which are both kind of weird suburbs of Tacoma yeah, yeah, yeah. proper. Yeah, yeah, um, And we're the same age, and we were listening to a lot of the same stuff. And at, at, we figured out through years of friendship that we were at many of the same shows, but somehow never crossed paths because we didn't go to the same schools, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was one of the early ones was CARP. I remember having a really in- intense moment of, like, oh, we're, we're going to be friends for real, you know? Because <laughs> that's some weird shit to bond over, especially, I mean, you know, it's not that weird when you live in that 
when you live in the Pacific Northwest in the 90s or whatever. But um, right. But still, it's a minority. You know, it's, a, it's a weird thing to be into. And so when you meet people that relate to that, it's yeah. something special. Of course. That's the way life works. Mm-hmm. And then it built from there with bands like the Melvins and Unwound and um, yeah. Godhead Silo were all uh-huh. bands that we figured out through time that we both were totally in love with and heavily um, influenced by. So, yeah, that, that was kind of the early stuff. And then, yeah. When I hear your band, I think sometimes I'm like, I could see how this could be written amidst like sort of rainy Northwest weather, I guess. There's I feel like no it conveys that. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you feel, do, do you think that that is something that lasted at all with like, uh, I, I guess I'm speaking more or less because of what just happened with Chris Cornell. And then if you mm, just yeah. all of the, the, the Seattle and or the Washington, uh, like the grunge guys between Lane Stanley, Kurt Cobain, Chris Cornell. Yeah. Do you think some of that Seattle uh, weather lasted? What would you think? Is there any correlation there? Between the weather and the sound of the music? The sound of the music and ultimately <laughs> their, 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 their mental status. You know, <laughs> it's a little far reaching, but I'm just no, it's not. And I, that's not an unusual question either. And I think that um, I mean, the, it is the weird, obvious right? answer is yes. Yeah. And I think it goes a lot deeper than that. Sure. You know, but but definitely, yes. You know, I mean, there's no way around that your environment affects your art and affects your mental state. They're right. Simple as that, you know. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, we're um, around deep, thick, old growth forest and deep, dark uh, salty, briny water fjords and yeah. um, lots and lots of rain and clouds and time to sit inside and be introspective and weird. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's no way around like, right. that affecting who you are and how you create art. <laughs> exactly. And how you create friendships and stuff like that. So, exactly. Um, and, uh, you know, seasonal depression is real. <laughs> yeah, it must be. I am very, very lucky. Ben and I, actually, this is another thing that we share in common. We really, really love the dark gray and the cold. Okay. And as much as I love I love sunny weather, too, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I consider myself to be, you know, a pretty um, happy person in general. You I know, would I'm say so. I'm not very depressy. Right. <clears throat> unless life gives me a real reason to me. Right. You know? um, so I don't, I mean, the rain doesn't, kind. it doesn't automatically make me sad, but I, but I've, lots of people that I care about deeply that it is very evident that yeah. when it gets that way it, when that when that time of year comes around they're just they feel different you yeah. know they just don't feel as good and uh it makes sense are they <laughs> transplants no I mean there's born and raised born and raised okay but also but also transplants too. yeah I mean, it's just you know one of those things it's either right. in your blood or it's not you know yeah yeah, I could see living there as a transplant and being like, it rains here all the time. And if you were from L.A. or something like that. Which that, Dana is. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, uh, she's from that, um, you know, the valley. The, okay, but nice weather most of the time, not raining a lot, right? Exactly. Yeah, she's used to hot desert. So that's a completely different environment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. from hot desert to lush, rainy. Yeah, and yeah. She, she loves it. I mean, she would never, ever move back. She moved there with intent, and she loves the Pacific Northwest I would it would blow my motherfucking mind if she moved <laughs> really? back to Southern California. So she's definitely loving it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, she's lived here a long time, but um, or there. We're not yeah. home. We're not home right now. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> but uh, we're in a yeah. dark basement. Maybe it feels yeah, like yeah, home. Yeah, I do. It does feel like <laughs> no home. sunlight. And the weather outside, by the <laughs> that's way, that's actually feels totally very much misty. Like home. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You were absolutely right about that. There's the boy right there. <laughs> there he is. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, drumming and singing. Uh, had you had you been singing in bands prior to while uh, prior to this band while yeah. playing? Yeah. So that was kind of a yeah, thing that you had been doing. I wanted to do that right away. I like I told you earlier about the whole musical theater history right. with my pops. Um, yeah. And my mom being a you know playing guitar and singing around me when I was a kid. Um, I always wanted to sing. You know, it's that was always something that was in the. It, it was done with intent so when i first got a drum kit i would uh kind of just bash it i didn't know how to play anything you know but right. i would just bash the drums and scream so yeah. i was a teenager right you know so i had a lot of energy and and you know <laughs> misplaced aggression that i had to do something <laughs> with and so i would just hit the drums and scream and then eventually it turned into coming up with you know little tiny poems that right. I would yell while I played very simple beats. That's and I, wild. So I was doing that by myself, yeah. you know, way before trying to put it into a song with a band. But um, the very first band that I ever played in, I sang and played drums in. Okay. Yeah. Was it, did you find, so it was, came pretty natural then? Yeah. Do you find, I guess, playing in this band, are, are the drum parts a little more complex and then balancing out singing and playing? Is it is that a little more, uh, a bigger challenge or is it still pretty natural for you? Um, both of those things. It's All a the big above. challenge and it's natural. Depends I mean, on I, what part you're playing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the challenge uh, comes naturally. I, I'm not quite sure how to say this right, but I, um, I always write things that are not, uh, not always. I would say 70% of the time yeah. I write stuff that I don't already know how to play mm -hmm. just for sake of being staying interested uh -huh. and um, staying interesting and so you like um, a challenge. challenging myself yeah it's yeah. just it's what keeps it fun you know like it's really fun to you know just play a straightforward beat that I don't have to even think about at all but I get restless with that really easy so yeah. I, I feel the need to do something that stretches my brain a little bit um, and so a lot of there's actually a lot of times I will write a beat that does that to me and then I'll get a vocal idea that totally fucks with the beat entirely. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, well, now that this beat has become second nature, right? But can, you have to get it to that place. Now obviously. I can create this new level of interest and challenge with a vocal part. So there is a process of, of of getting through it to the extent that it's somewhat second nature. So then that you can sort of focus more of your energies on singing yeah. counter to what you're playing. Yeah, I mean, by the time I'm playing it on a stage in front of people it's uh, it's got to be second nature at Absolutely. least for the most part and yeah, then, yeah. then the challenge is just physical it's all about stamina and just being able to um make it through you know right but at that point i'm way beyond um having to really think about you know what my arms and legs and vocal cords are doing so the record that y'all just put out in september correct yes still aside yeah uh what was it like uh recording that where'd y'all record it we recorded it um at God City Studios. Awesome, Kurt Ballou. Yeah, yep. Who uh, was a super fun person to work with. Um, a big, big, big man, big talented man he is. He is, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, he's a snuggle bear. He's real fun to work with. And um, he was really paying attention to how we work as people and how we communicate and uh -huh. kind of adjusted that shit for, for it um, real quick and yeah. got really good at communicating with us and... Um, learning how to make us feel comfortable and be in that space. It was fun. It was a Sounds really like a professional. Like he knows what he's, he's doing. Yeah, he's damn good. <laughs> I think he's damn done it before. Man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. It was really, really fun. And we got, it was the first time that we did a live-in style recording where we, you know, we're sleeping upstairs and then. That's great. Rolling out of bed and going downstairs and laying down tracks. Um, Badass. And that was 
very fun and interesting. Yeah, it was hard and good. I'll put it that way. That was nice. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that the record sounds great. Congratulations on that. I look forward to hearing you all tonight, and good luck going forward with the rest of the tour. Thanks a lot. I think we're up right now. So all right, cool. <laughs> let's go do this. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, and be sure to catch Holmes Lee out on tour with Mutoid Man. It's a hell of a bill uh, with two great bands, so get out and support them. Got some great episodes coming up with Adam Betts of Three Trap Tigers, Show Leader One, and his own solo stuff, which is amazing. Uh, Benny Signorelli of Unsane. I did a trip down to New Orleans where I catch up with my drum instructor, Wayne Moreau, who also plays drums with the one and only Walter Wolfman Washington. Definitely got some good shit, y'all. We'll catch you on the next one. Crash Bang Boom!